This is an ultimate global podcast. Hello, and welcome to our special weekly podcast on trending international and social affairs. You're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Ultimate Global Podcast, uh, where we are talking about in another special series of episodes for charities and not-for-profits. And in this episode, we are talking about the charity of our very own co-host of Ultimate Global Podcast, George Douglas. Um, so we are talking about the Ross Hutchison Foundation, and George is collecting a total of $64,000 dollars uh, for his birthday which is coming ahead on the 5th of November um, and I would pass it on to George to tell us more about uh, Ross Hutchison Foundation and also about this charity event which is coming ahead. Passing on to you George. Thank you very much Sarab. So first off the Ross Hutchison Foundation um, strangely enough was created by a fellow by the name of Ross Hutchison. And he's a, he's a celebrity up in uh, Penrith. Um, a lot of people probably don't know that name, Ross Hutchison, but if anybody knows Humphrey B. Bear in Australia, and we all grew up with Humphrey B. Bear, um, Ross was the original Humphrey B. Bear. Ross was also a choreographer, a singer, a dancer. Um, he worked on uh, shows like Bandstand, both with Brian Henderson and those that followed after him, Daryl Summers. Um, he, when Benny Hill came to Australia and did the series Benny Hill Down Under, Ross um, provided the dancers for that show, which were the, the Ross Hutchison dancers. Um, he's danced with Liza Minnelli, um, Sammy Davis Jr. And if you, if you find out about Ross's... Um, career in TV, you're really getting the history of Australia over many years. Ross is uh, now 79 years of age, um, and he would put most 30-year-olds to shame with his enthusiasm and, and his care. So the foundation's based in Penrith, and it focuses on uh, um, uh, people that are suffering from domestic violence mostly women, but we do have a few people that are males and they also suffer from domestic violence. Um, unwed mothers and uh, single mums who, um, sadly, a number of them are, are a fairly young age and their families have uh, deserted them. We try to help them out. And then we've got a, a fair collection of people in um, state, various states of homelessness. Um, People that suffer from disabilities could be mental, could be physical, could be a whole heap of things. Basically, at the foundation, we don't care what's caused you to come to our door. We just want to put a smile on your face and hopefully today will be a brighter day than it was yesterday. So that's sort of what we do. We work, we work in with um, many, many charities, a lot of whom have government uh, funding. We don't have any government funding at this stage. Um, all our all our funding comes from donations, and it comes from um, uh, volunteers and and people that want to just pitch in and help Ross. And for years, Ross has tried to do the whole thing on his own with the help of a few um, volunteers. Um, I I uh, stepped up to become uh, honorary CEO uh, for him last year. 
So that's that's the foundation. Now, the $64,000 birthday, I'm actually 67 this year on the 5th of November. Uh, but back when I was 64, I um, had my 64th birthday. And there's a show many, many years ago, there was a show in America which was called The $64,000 Question. And so for my 64th birthday, I started the $64,000 charity event. And what I wanted to do was I wanted to see if I could influence the raising of $64,000 in one year, so before I turned 65, um, but for charity, just by talking to people and getting people motivated and all that. Well, unfortunately, we got this little thing that probably no one's heard about called COVID. And it came along and that sort of put an end to fundraising and events and uh, going out and things like that. So with the support of my darling wife, Sharon, we decided this year I'd celebrate my 67th birthday um, to celebrate becoming the CEO at the foundation. Um, and also we'd rekindle the $64,000 challenge. And so what I'm going to try and do is see if we can raise $64,000 uh, in conjunction with the Ross Hutchison Foundation um, in my 67th, 68th year. Right. I think that's excellent, George, um, that you have been running this foundation for some time now. Would you also like to highlight on the history of this foundation um, and how this foundation was started? What was what were the objectives? I know you have touched based upon some of them briefly, would you like to tell a bit more about that? Yeah, look, when Ross started it, um, for many, many years, he he donated to all sorts of charities. He was involved in various uh, boards, still is, uh, to the ones that he the ones that he thinks does the thing properly. But what he found was a lot of a lot of the charities um, uh, were top heavy, and a lot of the charities there was a lot of money going out. Um, to um, uh, manage it and, and operate it rather than actually delivering as many dollars as possible to the people. And it's, 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 it's a question that comes up quite often now because a lot of people will say, well, how much, how much of the money do you actually put towards the, the charity and how much do you get? I've, I've been asked several times by people, so how much are you drawing as a CEO? And I say, it's called honorary because I don't get paid. Um, um, so there are some costs that are, uh, uh, are covered, but um, I, I assure people, both Ross and I put far, far more in than we ever take out of the out of the foundation. Um, and so Ross decided if everybody else was doing it their way, he'd try and do it his way. And so when he was working, he's a he is a healer. He's a, a a health practitioner in in uh, certain areas. Um, when he was doing um, his uh, TV gigs or his um, movies or whatever he whatever he was earning, he was using that and he put it into his own foundation, and then got a bunch of friends to help support it. Um, and he just he started by that. He also he also found that there's numbers of charities that tend to focus on uh, we only look after people 
um, in this area. We only look after people in that area. And they um, sometimes they, they can be um, um, because they're because of their religious connections or a church connection. They may not really want to help those people as much as they'll help these people. Um, we try we try as best we can to be non-judgmental, um, and so um, we we just try to help where we can help. Yeah, he started many many initiatives in uh, Penrith. He he actually many years ago he started a school for people with disabilities to learn how to drive. Um, and then that got moved on to another charity that was going to look after it. Uh, they didn't quite uh, get it the way, uh, continue it the way they could have. Um, he's he's organised carer cards. Um, this year alone, I think we've we've um, been able to source three or four wheelchairs for people. One lady had a wheelchair in the back of the car. They couldn't afford insurance. The car um, uh, burst into flames overnight. They lost the car, they lost the wheelchair, uh, contacted Ross. Between Ross and I, we were able to get her a replacement, I think, in under with under four or five days. So so um, we've probably, in some way, shape or form, contribute to in excess of 100 people being fed each week. Uh, we've got a couple of great supporters that come and get food. We get food donated to us. They take the food from us cook up meals, and then they go and feed the, the people that need the meals. Yeah. Um, have there been any challenges for you, George, um, and also for Ross, uh, while, they, while you both started this foundation, while you're running this foundation? I'm sure that charities and lots of profits have got a lot of challenges on a day-to-day -day basis with respect to how they're running it and how they're making sure that the main purpose of the foundation still remains the same even after three or four years because sometimes the vision might change, the mission might change, or the motivation might not be the same. But a lot of founders who are running the charities, they started with a purpose. Uh, and I'm sure you must have seen some sort of challenges as well while kind of fulfilling that purpose over the years. Yeah, so <clears throat> you're right, Ross. Ross sort of started it off, and whilst he's helped all sorts of people, um, just recently we we provided some funds um, to a group, uh, husband and wife, who have organised a team of um, young Fijian boys um, to play rugby union, and the concept behind that was that they, by taking getting the young boys involved in the union make sure we keep them off the street, make sure they don't get into mischief. So, so we, will, we will look at different causes and, and we'll, we'll support different causes. But Ross sort of started it initially, um, um, irrespective of whether it's domestic violence or it's um, alcoholism or drugs or whatever's caused, whatever the issue is to the adult, it usually impacts on the children. And so Ross wanted to focus on helping families and helping situations that would in turn make children's lives a little bit easier. So just this year we started, uh, we're in the early stages of launching an initiative with a wonderful networking group called B&I that I happen to be a member of. 
um, and we're there'll, there'll be more on this down the track. But we're we're launching the uh, Ross Hutchison Foundation um, BNI graduate program, and we're going to be introducing university students into business networking. And the idea behind that is we think we think if we can have more good people in business, then we have better business. So if we got better business people, better business with the right sort of motivation, we'll have more people um, to be able to help us with um, the charitable work. We'll never, you'll never get rid of the need for charity. Anybody that thinks you can remove all need for charity, um, I think is being unrealistic. But we will continue to remember where the foundation started and what our focus was. But if we build better business people and they build better businesses, we'll have more people to support those that need the support. Absolutely, George. I totally agree with you that if you are trying to build the community in a better way, um, that's, that's a brilliant uh, way of kind of delivering the purpose the foundation has on the, on the largest scale. Um, do you want to also highlight the, the event which is coming up in the next week? Um, I know we have also touched this upon the serious part of it, but what are the fun elements for people to kind of come to the event? Are there any fun elements? Well, as you know from my post last night, Sarab, I, I do enjoy loud music and I do enjoy dancing. Um, so um, I've had a reputation of being work hard, party harder. Um, I don't need drugs and I don't need alcohol to have fun, um, but give me some de good good rock and roll and dance music um, and I'm in. So we've got we've got live music for the, on the night. Um, we're providing finger food. Um, the event starts at 7 p.m. at Penrith Paceway um, and we're in the members' lounge. Um, hopefully when you post this, Sarab, you can put the details of where people can buy tickets. Uh, we've got an auction on for the night. Uh, so we'll have a live auction and we'll also have some um, uh, silent auction. But this is also my 67th birthday, so it's not going to be boring with a whole lot of talks and all of that. We're there to have a lot of fun and raise money for charity. Yeah, sounds, sounds like a really, really interesting plan for which I'm definitely down for it. Um, and... In the history of this charity, what have you found as a CEO? As uh, you know, we have been asking this question to a lot of CEOs uh, who are coming to this uh, podcast. But I would like to ask you this question: What have been the lowest points for you, and what have been the most uh, proudest achievements for you as the CEO of the Ross Hutchison Foundation? Well, in the the short period of time that I've been there, um, I guess. I guess one of the low points for me is the number of people that want to compliment me on what I'm doing and telling me I'm a terrific bloke and the number of people that want to compliment Ross and telling him that he's a terrific bloke. But then when we, then when we go out to ask for support and for uh, donations or to, to give us something that we can raffle or something that um, we can uh, auction off, um, or just buy a $25 ticket and come along to the event. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm saddened by, especially up in the, in the local area, that we don't get a much bigger support for him than what we're getting. 
that's not wanting to criticise the locals, but it is sad to think that a guy that has put so much into the local area uh, can't get a bit more support for basically what's he trying to do, raise money to help locals. So it's a pretty good gesture. Um, the high points, well, um, I'm personally a member of um, B&I Alliance at Parramatta. Um, we, we meet on a Wednesday morning uh, at 6.30, as you know, um, and I'm just blown away by the support that I've had from my B&I family. Um, and uh, the pe couple of people in my chapter have just stepped up and, and that, that gives you great heart. Um, but one of the, my other high points, we had somebody um, through a, um, a divorce um, uh, had a virtually a garage full of household furniture and um, through a good friend of mine in another B&I, um, it was suggested to her rather than waste her time trying to sell all of that, why don't you just donate it? Um, and so we've probably got a donation of in excess of five to $10,000 worth of house. Imagine just an entire household. Um, so I went and collected all that furniture a few weeks ago and we were able to drop it off to basically a, a halfway house or a house for people that are doing it tough. And, and so there's eight people living in that house and I was able to empty that whole garage and just deliver it. And, and the smile that you see on the faces of these people just because they got a second-hand television or a second-hand bed or, or a second-hand table. Um, and, and, yeah, to see, to see that last year we did, the, um, we did a, um, a giveaway at Christmas. So imagine you have a market stall. Um, but you don't have to pay for it. And so what we did is all the people, the needy people, um, we invited them and they could just wander through. We had clothes and toys and all sorts of things. And I watched I watched an eight-year-old girl get get a uh, walk up to this bike and, and you just saw this girl go. And what that conversation was, are you saying I can have that? And her mum said yes. And that that brought many of us to tears. So that's a that's the buzz, and seeing people look, seeing people smile just because of what we do. Uh, yeah, I always I always get a high out of that for charity. You know, you do something, you just, you can put a smile on someone's dial. It's pretty cool. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's and the my biggest, biggest high. My biggest high will be um, if we achieve. The sixty-four thousand dollar challenge. Yeah, absolutely. So I think uh, people who are watching this episode just go out and uh, donate donate uh, your contribution towards making this a success for George. Um, I will definitely be a part of the event, George, um, and I'll be marking it as attending by tomorrow. And I will also be sharing this with my community in on LinkedIn. Um, people who are in Sydney or even if people want to donate from outside. Um, and is there a way, George, they can attend the event virtually? Unfortunately, no, we're not. We're, we're, we, we didn't have enough time to get all of that sorted, uh, Sarab, but, but um, may, maybe you'll come on the committee with me next year and we'll, we'll, we'll get a little bit clever on that. Maybe you want to do a roving report on the night, uh, uh, Sarab. 
why not? Uh, we can uh, think of doing something for our UGP community. Um, U- UGP to- at the Paceway. It sounds good. Yeah, because a lot of uh, UGP listeners and speakers are located in other countries in Europe, United States, in India, South Asia, Southeast Asia. So we'd love to cover those people as well if they want to donate and come forward for this donation. But um, thank you so much. Definitely. Thank you so much, George. Um, I really appreciate your time. Um, any final comments from your side? Because today you were not a co-host of Ultimate Global Podcast, but you joined us as the CEO of North Hutchinson Foundation. So how different was uh, this for you? Uh, generally, you are a co-host. Now you're a CEO here on this Ultimate Global Podcast. How do you see this journey of a transition happening today for you? Um, I think th- I think the best part of it is, Sarab, I get to talk longer and I don't have to feel guilty that you're going to hit me. <laughs> ah, so that's what I have to keep, uh, that's what I have to make sure that I don't do this when we're going live with another speaker. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, mate. I much appreciate your support too. Thank you so much, John. It's my pleasure to support you in uh, such a wonderful initiative. Um, and and so just much. for anybody watching, um, we thank you for the good wishes, but we need donations, we need things to raffle or auction, and we need them by Wednesday. And if not, there's always a donate button. You can go there. Thank you. And have a wonderful day, George. And I hope to see you in all the episodes of Ultimate Global Podcast. To all our speakers, we say that we hope to see you in another episode. But for George, it's... Uh, for all the episodes uh, in this podcast because he's our co-host and uh, uh, we want to continue doing this kind of series of episodes for charities and not for profits. Last time we had done it for the Be Kinder community. Um, and I had in fact met the, I had in fact met Danny um, on the weekend um, in a networking event and uh, we were having a discussion in that uh, networking event as to what were the most interesting things happened to Everyone in the weekend, Danny said, one of the most interesting things that happened to me was that I was invited to a podcast by Sorrow. So that was good to know that she recognized our podcast in front of 10 to 15 different people. And um, I'm sure that this podcast has gained that kind of traction that people are recognizing it uh, in, in a different way, that it's not running for a promotion part, it's running uh, to kind of bring together all the people from different communities and share different stories here in this podcast. But thank you so much, George. Um, thank you. And that's it for today. This is an Ultimate Global Podcast. Hello, and welcome to our special weekly podcast on trending international and social affairs. You're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney.